Bible, a Biblicist podcast. Well, thanks for being on with us, Jared. I'm really excited to have this uh, conversation today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be a part and uh, looking forward to looking forward to the conversation. So um, we talked just very briefly, I think even just through text and, and um, talking about different things that we could potentially talk about. Um, and we decided to have a conversation about um, um, the tr- of taking the truth over our feelings. Um, can you yes. kind of can you kind of like set the uh, foundation for this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So I've really been burdened about this topic um, really just the last year because people my age, like college students, even young adults, high schoolers, we have so much so much feelings that that lead our lives, like they govern our lives. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's this clip on social media. That sounds really good. Let me jump on that. Or, you know, watch this video and they said this, or, oh, this song. I love this, this, this worship song. Oh, really? Why do you love it? Oh, it just makes me feel great. (laughs) And we're, we're so led by our feelings and it's easy to do, but rarely do we, do we govern our decisions or do we, uh, really run things by the truth. Like, okay, this this clip was a really great clip on social media, but let me let me uh, you know let me run this by what the what God's word says or what the truth is. Is this actually true, or does it just sound good? And if we're not careful, all of our decisions can be based off of and governed by our feelings. And the danger to that is that you know our heart. Is, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and our feelings change with the wind. And so if we're, if we're governing everything by our feelings and not the truth, then we're going to find ourselves, you know, find ourselves in so, so many issues, so much trouble because it always changes. And what you know you feel or what you've experienced will be different from what I feel or what I experience. And so it's always going to contradict, you know, from one day to the next or whatever feelings that we have. And so I just, I really feel like the truth of God's word has to be what governs our decisions, what guides our lives instead of feelings. Um, I, I just think that that has to be a, a change that's made in our, in our Christian culture today. Yeah. And I, man, I'm, I'm glad you said that in regards to like <clears throat> with, with social media, okay, we're, we have, and I think social media is an incredible thing. Like what what we're doing now, even with like with this podcast, is a big reason we're able to do this is because of what the internet has become and how much information is out there. And and I'm glad for the platform. But in but that being said, there's so much out there that and and a lot of people are just going to play off your emotions of what you're currently feeling, what you're currently going through. Um and. It's easy, easy to be like, oh man, that kind of that spoke to me, or like that made me feel good, or like you know it made me feel this way. Um, and some I'd like to say, it's like once again, kind of foundational with that, because I don't want anyone to misunderstand what we're saying here, and that is that feelings and emotions are real. Yeah. Right, and that's part of life. There's nothing wrong with with emotions or, or feelings, but they're not a good way to gauge reality. <laughs> you know, so like, is yes. so, so I want to be careful. Like, they're not a bad thing, right? Um, but our heart will deceive us. Absolutely. Like, with, with with all kinds of emotions. Like, I think we forget that emotions are God given and they're good, 
And but, but there's two types of emotion. There's emotions that lead us away from the truth and make us define the truth. And then there's the emotions. And when we respond to emotions the right way, it leads us to the truth. Um, like, like, for instance, you know, with with Zacharias and with uh, with Mary, you know, and we'll get into it. But, you know, they both doubted. They both questioned. Right. You know, God, how is this? How is this impossibility? This this birth that's impossible going to happen? Well, Zacharias, you know, he, he lost his voice and was punished for it. And Mary was praised for it. Well, because Zacharias, his doubt led to disbelief. But Mary was honestly just wanted to know how God was going to do it. And right. even like even like with when, when, when God says fear not, right, he's talking to people that are already fearing. So stop fearing. Don't let that emotion turn to a decision because I am with you. And so the truth then, you know, emotions, if they lead us to God, if they lead us to the truth, they're phenomenal. And emotions, when they follow the truth, can be great. But when they govern the truth, when they define what's true for you, that's when it's that's when it turns into disbelief or, oh, this is true for, for you, but not for me. You know, yeah. so I think I think it can be dangerous, but it can be great. It can be great, just depending on how you how you handle it. Yeah, no, that's really good. No, thanks. I think that's that that really helps bring that clarity to the conversation of like what we're talking about. Um, and man, it's all kind of changing gears a little bit on that. I know even for me personally that there's there'll be times in my life where. Um, for whatever reason, I'll, I'll be bogged down with how I feel about a situation when I know what I need in that moment is the truth. What I, what I need is a standard to lead me to what is reality. And obviously the, that standard is, is the Bible. Like the truth is scripture to, to help me to get the perspective that I need. But unfortunately, sometimes in my flesh, like I just, I want to figure it out myself. I want to just deal with, I would either want to push the emotions down or I want to deal with it myself and not actually seek out the truth and have that gauge reality for me. And I think that a lot of believers probably struggle with that is, is wanting, allowing your emotions to be king of the scenario instead of. Instead of going to scripture, going to God in prayer, seeking him out on it, um, instead of just, you know what, I just I wanna feel this way. I wanna feel discouraged. I just I just wanna be I just, I wanna live in this moment of emotion and I don't want God to speak into it. As genuine as the emotion might be, what we need is God and scripture to enter the situation to lead us that way. But why do you think that is maybe sometimes as as believers that we know what the right thing to do is. We know where we need to go to get that truth to 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 lead us the right way. But sometimes we 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 put it off. We we delay that. Why do you think that is? You know, it's such such a good question. And I think it really at the core is if if I acknowledge that God's word is truth and that it has to be the foundation and what governs and guides my life then guess what that means? That means I have to follow it. And if I acknowledge that there is a higher authority than my feelings or what I want, then I'm going to have to change some things in my life 
to line up with with God's word. And that's not easy, especially if I'm not used to doing that. Like if my initial response is, I feel like going and doing this with my friends, I'm going to go do it. And I never think through, wait a second, is this right? Hmm. What does God's word say about it? But I never even want to ask myself that because then I could have to change what I'm doing. And nobody wants to do that. The easy (laughs) way out is I'm going to be guided by my feelings and you try to justify it, right? And you you see all these excuses like attacking the word of God, which, you know, kids that haven't even really studied it out, they've just heard somebody say, you know, well, we can't trust it because of this. Or there's a contradiction. Oh, that's just old fashioned. And all these things that really are saying the same thing. And that is, I don't want an authority in my life. Yeah. And so I really think that's kind of the core and the root is, you know, before you have that desire or, or make that decision to put God's word as your, as your guide, you have to have Jesus as your foundation and yeah. have him in your heart. Otherwise, good luck making that decision, yeah. you know, from, from feelings to truth. I just, I, I think that's, that's really at the root, at the core of it. Yeah, no, that's really good. I, um, when we surrender to that reality, like that's foundational. Cause if, if, if you just want to believe, you know, scripture's not, scripture's not true. There is no standard, whatever. Like obviously, I mean, before, I mean, that starts with the relationship with Jesus, like you said, but, um, well, all, what are you, what are you left with? Yeah. Right. What, what, you, what you're left with is there is no, there is no gauge to reality. There is no standard of truth. It's just, we're going to do what's right in our own eyes. Yeah. And doing what's right in our own eyes is going to be based off of our personal investment and emotion into life, um, or to our current situation. Um, and because we can't trust our feelings or our emotions without the guide of scripture and the guide of the Holy spirit, like, that means everyone's going to come to different conclusions, <laughs> um, and, and 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 cause all kinds of drama. Oh yeah, like, and that's where we hear so many people say things, and they try to make truth subjective, so mm-hmm. that way they can choose when they submit to truth. It's like, oh, that's that's great, you know, that message was good. It's yeah, it's kind of true, but but it's not really it's not really relevant for me. Like in my situation, you know, at, at my church, in my family, this is what we do. And we've taken truth and we've made it relative. We made it subjective when truth, like the very essence of truth is that it, it doesn't change. It doesn't change with a culture, with a group, with a certain state or city or a situation. It literally transcends all of that. And it's, it's an unconditional truth and it's objective. And that's what the, that's the power of truth of God's word. When we really understand it like that is that it doesn't matter what situation I'm in or what I'm feeling because the truth does not change because Hmm. it's, it's what God's already said. It's settled. Like God's word is forever settled in heaven and it should be forever settled here. And that's the amazing thing. Like, wouldn't you want, and I, I made a post on this in simple culture is that like, wouldn't you like to 
be guided by something that never changes, that you can trust, that you can always rely on. And that's not our feelings. Like, I right. think I put it like this. Like, the, the hint is it's either truth or feelings, and it's not your feelings. It's going to be the <laughs> truth. But we all kind of want that. We want something that we can trust. We want, you know, every relationship seeks that trust and that, that value that we can just really hold on to something. And we can but I'll say this, I think one another reason why we've kind of gotten away from the truth is because in Christian circles, we've heard a preference or a standard preached as a universal truth. Mm. But then we go to college or then we go visit a friend in another state. And all of a sudden, another preacher of God's word is preaching just as hard against another random issue that's not in God's word. And we're using these applications as this is what God's saying and he really isn't. And so we've watered down what truth is. Now these Christian high schoolers are saying, I don't know what to believe. You know, my pastor was preaching against this this song or this trend, or he was preaching against Facebook and the next year he has it. Like what <laughs> what can I I can't trust that. You know, what else is he saying that's not right or that's not accurate biblically? So I think that's another thing we have to be careful about is we need to make sure that when we say this is true or this is God's word, that it is. Because if not, then it's going to cause some people to doubt what truth is. And, you know, if if truth is our preference, then it's not going to be able to guide us. That's literally the issue with feelings is that it changes and that it's subjective. So we really just have to get back to a universal truth. This is God's word. It's what yeah. he said. It's an eternal truth that does not change. So you can hold on to it. So in regards to that, like of of talking about um, pastors or Bible teachers um, declaring preferences or, or concepts which aren't necessarily biblical um, and, and there being a confusion or a watering down of what the truth is, like... I think for people like you and I, like that, that should challenge us with that accountability to not cause that, like yeah. wanting to be so dedicated to the truth, um, because that that it breeds confusion. And and in fact, it's a um, um. Unfortunately, I recently was reading um, a, a post and reading some comments from a lot of people that are bitter because of that, yeah. um, because they're they're confused about truth um, because a bunch of things are preached as if they were Bible solid universal truth and they weren't; they were just opinions. And um, and so I think it's very important that we let people know the difference in our conversations between our opinion versus here's a scriptural truth. Be oh, yeah. You know? And so like, if <clears throat> like uh, someone texts me today asking me some Bible questions and the question that they asked me, I don't personally think is explicitly clear in scripture. I think it's implied in scripture, but not necessarily explicitly clear. So in my response to the, my, in answering the question, I said, it seems to me that the Bible teaches this. <laughs> like I was very careful how I word that answer. 
and 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 I and so I do have an opinion on this, you know, this subject, and here's my answer to it. But I'm not going to say, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Scripture teaches this, and you should believe this, um, yeah. especially if the Scripture doesn't explicitly say something. Like I just I can't, I won't cross that because there's so much that Scripture is explicit about. There's so much that Scripture is very clear on, and that's what I want to emphasize. Oh, absolutely. That's the key right there is that there's so much that is clear in God's word that we should be emphasizing that we're not. And we've we've shouted where the Bible's silent and we've whispered where the Bible shouts. And like we've talked so we've been trying to handle every issue at the very surface level. Like, okay, there's some teenagers in the church that got in trouble on Facebook or Instagram. Let's preach against Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> right. Instead of looking at what's the, what is the sin that's, that's causing it? Oh, maybe it's because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe it's because their relationship with their family is not good and they're rebelling and they're just looking for a way to find security or significance in other things. We don't look at the root and then preach on things like pride or like lust or whatever or envy. Instead, we go on these surface level rants and that really does no good. In fact, a lot of times, like for me as a teenager, when I would hear things like that, but I would never really get a good answer of why or see it in scripture, it really causes you to rebel even more Hmm. because it's like, first, you don't, you've never taken the time to talk to me about the situation and that's another, another conversation, but then you're just going to preach hard against, you know, don't do this, do this, and how, how dare you do this? But first of all, like if that's not even what God's saying, you know, that's, that's terrible. And, and one, of my, one of my Bible teachers in college, he did a phenomenal job breaking this down. And he said, you know, if he kind of gave, gave an example, but basically the bottom line of his illustration was he fears that when we get to heaven, God's going to say, wait a second. Why did you say that I said those things? Like, mm. I never said that. That's what you wanted me to say. That's what worked well with your message. <laughs> but that's not what I said. Mm. And I think that's mm. a huge issue on so many levels. But it's it's really damaging the next generation's um, understanding of what truth is. And if we don't have a value for truth and a trust for what truth is, then there's there's really there's nothing that we can govern our lives lives by. You know, we have to elevate truth and make sure that we understand that it is true, not just a preference. Yeah. No, that's really good, Jared. I, I think that that tends to happen sometimes like um, with certain Christian leaders that sometimes like, you know what? I'm I'm studying for this message and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but that sounds really good. And so I'm gonna throw that in there too. And, and I think some of it's not intentional, right? Like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that pastors, that all pastors are intentionally like putting in, you know, some random opinion about something, but sometimes it can happen because even, even as Christian leaders, there can be a temptation because there's an emotion of frustration with something. And instead of looking for a biblical answer, they just want to jump to that conclusion. So the reason I wanted to stay on that for just a moment is because, I want the listeners to know that whether you're an unbeliever, whether you're a young Christian, 
whether you're a, a young Christian student, uh, whether you are a young Christian adult, whatever, wherever you're at, from unbeliever to all the spectrum of believers to a Christian leader, that that our feelings can so often interfere with that truth, can interfere interfere with the standard of truth. Um, um, it, it so it literally spoils the truth. So. Um, whether it's someone wanting to do their own thing, what's right in their own eyes, and you know, follow your heart, which is like the most terrible advice ever. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, um, I'm sorry, but like this Fairyland Disney Disney movie narrative of follow your heart, which is like over and over again, like type of fantasy. It's like, okay, what world do you live in? Like, like I mean, even from someone who doesn't believe in a standard of truth. You do realize there's some really messed up people in the world. Do you really want to tell them to follow their heart? <laughs> exactly. Well, but it's because it's because we've never thought through these things. Yeah. They just sound good, and hey, if it works for me, it must be true. And yeah, it's just dangerous. Right. Yeah, there, there's always that going to be that constant friction and that constant uh, that constant just battle between what's the what's what am I just feeling? And what is the truth? And what I think is interesting is like through scripture, you find um, wind mentioned, right? So much. And a lot of times it's super positive. Like it's actually the spirit moving. And then other times it's like a representation in some stories of just like your feelings and how it led people astray. Like in Acts 27, when, you know, when, when they were like, oh, they, they supposed that they, that they had their direction to sail because the soft the south wind blew softly and they were like oh yeah this must be the direction we're going and then boom the storm hit and because they were following a feeling and not where they were supposed to go and i think it's hard to discern sometimes if we don't if we don't include the truth the truth is what distinguishes the spirit from your feelings from the flesh because yeah. the spirit is what guides you into all truth so the spirit will lead you to truth and then it will help you know the truth then be your guide for how you feel because yeah. if my attention my focus is on the truth like okay god's word says that i am loved i'm chosen i'm accepted by god okay then even when i feel unloved then i'm still loved and accepted and now because yeah. i know that truth now i'm telling myself this is truth and now my feelings start to change to follow the truth because I have the truth as my guide. And when our feelings follow the truth, feelings can be incredible. They can be, they can be so incredible. And I think we've also seen in a lot of like camps and, and conferences and, and, and messages where it really wasn't God's word being preached. It was just a preference. And then like the preachers tried to stir up an emotional decision Mm-hmm. And if your decisions are based on feelings and not the truth, guess what? When Monday hits and you don't feel that same positive emotion that you felt the night before when everyone else was crying, you're not going to keep that decision because it has to be based on truth. It can't be feelings. And there's also, there's always that, that tension between the two. Absolutely. No, man, that's really good. And, and even how you're just described about how scripture defines as believers who we are in Christ. And, you know, what is what has been a long time encouragement to me is that 
you will go through times in your life where it feels like God isn't present in your life. It feels like he's not there. It's like, what happened? Where did you go? But those are our emotions. Those are our feelings. Because re- reality, truth tells me that God doesn't leave me. God doesn't forsake me. Uh, truth tells me that when I turn my back on God and walk away from him, he follows after me. You know, that's what truth tells me. So like when you put that in perspective, like, like, and I think everybody, no matter where you're at from, from a brand new, a brand new believer to someone who's been pastoring for 30 years. Um, and I even go as far to say, even to the unbeliever, there has to be an encouragement to in, in that there has to be like, oh, wow. Like I don't have to figure this out on my own. Like there is a truth. There is a reality. Um, There is this standard and I don't just have to base that on how I feel. Um, I I can actually, I can, I can, God will lead me into truth and I can let this truth tell my feelings how they should be feeling, how they should be in regards to this. And so like, like I said, like what's been constantly encouraging to me through my life is that, um, in dark moments when it feels like, you know, everything's falling apart. I I have to remind myself, wait, wait, there's a truth here though. There's a reality here. And even though my feelings might be real, I can't lose sight of reality within this emotion, within the heartache. And, and I think that can be, like I said, like even to an unbeliever that has to sound like a positive thing, like a good thing. Like, like you don't have to, um, be lost in the dark of, you know, this is what happens. Social media trends, different things all the time. And, and it's all based on emotion and clicks and likes and shares. Um, and then, you know, a while back of, of, it was, um, you know, a, a few years ago, I can't remember what it's called. I wish I could, there was like this big con artist that basically made up this story to like rescue these kids from a different country. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but it sounds like I, I totally believe it. <laughs> so like that sounds so right. You know, they, like somebody would I that. mean, they made like a Hollywood production. Like it was really fancy, really expensive production. They showed the kids they had like it looked real and then people were donating money. And so like someone finally pointed out, you do realize like, they spent at least a million dollars making this video that they could have sent to help with the supposed problem that they're talking about. So like, but it went viral and everyone was sharing it and liking it and donating it. And then they found out later, it's like, it was like a for-profit organization and it was a completely made up story. Um, and, and I, I should, I should be, I should be careful. It wasn't necessarily a made up story, but it was, it was, there was already Nonprofit organizations helping with the situation, and okay. this person exaggerated the story. Was like no one else is helping, only we are. Yeah. So I remember now. Yeah, that's what it was. Only we're helping, and so it was all emotional. It was like the dramatic music, you know, the whole thing, and it and people were like people were like putting up banners in front of their houses, like save the children type <laughs> banner thing, like like oh my goodness, and it was all a big hoax. Um. And so that was all based on emotion because yeah. you're a heartless pig. If you don't care about these kids in this country that 
people actually already are taking care of. This guy's just a, a scam con artist. Con artist. So, 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 um, but it was all emotional. Um, it was all based on that. And and what what's going to happen is, and, and the thing is, it can happen in the church too. Like, I'm not saying we're void of that. Like, we can get so caught up emotionally on whether it's just a, a, our personal preferences on something or whether it's something that bothers us. Um, or whether it's something that we personally think is important. And what, and what happens is we just spin our wheels. Yeah. And every year it's going to be something different. Every year you're going to be striving for something, or every month, every week, you're, whatever's trending, I'm going to worry about this today. I'm going to focus on this today. And yet scripture tells us what we're called to do. Scripture tells us who we're called to be as believers. We don't have to be dependent on the trends to know what we're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I completely, completely agree. It's it's sad. And I will say this. I think one thing that's so tightly um, tied to, to like knowing and, and in being guided by the truth and not our feelings is a verse that we in a series of verses that we use a lot. And a lot of people know some people even have them as like their Instagram bio, but I think we can kind of miss a significant truth. in it is um, Proverbs three, five and six. So it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct direct your paths. And I think as a young person, like I say, man, I want God to direct my paths. Like I want I want God's word to govern my life. And I want the truth to guide me. I want things to be clear. I want to know God's will. And even people that have like that good intention and they even say, "Yeah, I want to be guided by truth." Cuz I think a lot of people really would say that. But the problem is we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and in all of our ways, acknowledge him for him to direct our paths. And I think what we miss is that like, we have to be totally surrendered in order for that to happen. Because what we do is we say, Hey, um, you know, in this specific area, in the area of what college to go to, I'm surrendering this area to you, God. Now show me what you want me to do. But all these other areas, like our personal life and our friends, our relationship, the music we're listening to, the movies we're watching, nothing else have we, have we surrendered to God. And so then we're wondering why God isn't making clear the path for us. Like why is it so hard to follow the truth and not our feelings? Well, have you surrendered to God? Because you're not going to you know, be clearly guided by the truth and actually accept that as God's word if you're not surrendered to him. Because if you're following your heart, quote unquote, like we talked about, yeah. and you're following your feelings, then you're not you're not going to surrender to God. And when, even when somebody does clearly state truth to you, you're not going to accept it because you don't want to. Yeah. Because it's easier to follow your feelings. And so I think that's a key for, for some of us is if we just say, God, I want to be guided by your word and I'm going to surrender to you in every area, 
now, like, help me be guided by the truth. Help me not follow my feelings and show me clearly from your word in my devotions, from, you know, my pastor, from these leaders in my life, from my family. And I want to every day make that decision to follow the truth and to let the truth lead me, you know? And I think, I think that's just so closely tied to truth and feelings is just, is just surrender. I think you're spot on with that. Um, and then what you're kind of describing to kind of simplify that is we're talking about complete total surrender yeah. to the truth. Absolutely. And there's such an incredible freedom in that and peace in that where, yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not cliche. Like that's reality. Um, and, but we don't, we'll go through times in our life where we won't, we won't want to do that. Yeah. Cause like you said, sometimes it's easier to choose our feelings. Yeah. But I want to implore our listeners, implore you, implore myself. The truth's always better. Always. <laughs> like the truth is always better. I think that's how we can sum up this this conversation. Is whether it's whether it's a hard time you're going through in your life, whether it's trying to figure out, you know, what you're supposed to do with your life and and wanting to hold some things back whether you're a, a pastor or a Christian leader or a, a, a teacher and you're preparing to, to teach scripture. So that whole spectrum, right? It, it applies across the board, total surrender, every area of our lives. Yeah. The truth's better. It's always better. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a, here's a story that I've heard. I think illustrates it, it really well as far as, the truth making you free and that there actually is freedom in it is um, I've heard it this way. So like a family that has a dog, a big dog and you know, it always wants to go outside. It always wants to chase things and whatever and play, but they don't have a fenced in yard. So they have to put it on a leash. It can only go, you know, a few feet away from them and it just feels so restricted so the family gets a fence and they put they fence in their entire backyard, which is a pretty good sized yard. And guess what now they can do? They can take the leash off the dog and the dog can run around. It can have more freedom than it had before with boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think for some of us, we think like, oh man, I just want this freedom. I want to follow my feelings, man. If I follow the truth, if I have a a guide for my life that I have to govern things by, man, it's just going to be no fun. I'm going to have no freedom. But if we put in a fence around our backyard of truth and we start figuring out this is a universal truth, I'm not going to lust this week. This Mm -hmm. is a universal truth. I'm not going to put other people down. I'm going to build them up. If we start putting through these, these, these universal truths as our fence in our yard, all of a sudden, guess what? Just like the dog, we're going to be able to experience so much more freedom within hmm. the boundaries of truth 
And it yeah. will, like you said, it will always be better now and in the long run because you can trust it, you can rest in it, you can be confident in it. Like there's no, there's no better feeling than figuring out like this is what I believe and why I believe it. And I don't have to, to question it. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to just say, oh, this sounds great. No, like this is the truth and I'm going to live by it. And there is so much freedom in it. And the truth really will. It really will make you free if you surrender to it and you say, this is going to be my guide for my life. So, Oh, that's awesome. Thank, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on and doing this uh, interview today and, and being a part of, uh, of this new, this new series now that I have going on my channel the live the Bible. So I'm, um, yeah. thanks for being a part of this. And, and, uh, I hope to all our listeners that we were coherent and understand we covered a lot of bases today. We were specifically talking about how the truth is better than our feelings. And, and some, and I think you, you really summed it up really well there at the end, Jared. And I thank you for that. Um, and, um, the reality is, is that it affects every area of life. Um, um, and so, um, it, we literally could probably talk for hours about the different types of things that we could be talking about in, in applying it. Um, and so all I'll say in summary to that is to our listeners is that, you know, what it is, you know, you know, what you're crowning your feelings or the truth in, in your life, you know what it is. And so, um, I can't pinpoint it <laughs> um, because I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it is. Um, and so whether it's because you, you know, haven't put up a fence or, or whatever it is, like I, like I said, I don't want to even try, and, I, whatever it is, um, the truth's better. The truth will make you free. So the truth is better than your feelings, period. End yeah. of the day. Like it's just, it's better. That and that'll never change. 